It's been about 13 months since Miss Q was released from ICE custody at the Rensselaer County Jail. Miss Q has been detained again, and the community is calling to demand her release. We're joined now by Tanya Matos, Director of Advocacy and Policy at Envision Freedom Fund, formerly the Brooklyn Community Bail Fund, to tell us more about what's going on and the Friday action that is taking place. Welcome to Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Thank you so much for having me. What can you tell us about Miss Q's current situation and why is she once again in custody? Yes, thank you so much for for allowing me to talk about Miss Q and the action that we're having on tomorrow on Friday. So Miss Q, um, as many of you may remember, um, is a beloved partner, daughter, sister, and longtime New York State resident um, who fled from Ecuador as a child. And unfortunately, like you mentioned, um, she was she was. Um, she was re-detained by ICE during a regular ICE check-in. Um, ICE, the only thing that we've heard from ICE is them claiming that she's supposed to have been deported already um, and that she needs to be detained. Um, that is their only excuse and their only reason why they are they re-detained her. And so she's back in detention at Orange County Jail um, in Goshen, New York. So what we're doing now um, is we are putting together an action. Uh, this is the first of many actions to come, but we're uh, organizing an emergency phone zap directed to ICE, directed to the people in charge that uh, of her case um, and to show them that the community stands together. And um, we're going to continue to call them and bother them, not let them not let them um, off the hook for redetaining her. Um, so yeah, and uh, we feel like we, she, Miss Q, um, um, has been re-detained also because of her activism uh, while being detained in the first time, um, where she spoke about the, about the conditions of her detainment. Um, she filed a civil rights claim and a federal torts claim act against ICE, um, and so we feel like this is also retaliation for her activism. And so, um, you know, her attorneys have been doing the best they can, but what really can move the needle for her case and have her be released is um, is a community support and outreach um, right now. And how frequently are activists targeted for being outspoken in cases of ICE, obviously others as well, but what have you seen in, in the ac ICE activism? In New York in particular, um, we see it um, we see it quite often, actually. Um, unfortunately, you know, uh, individuals feel inside of detention or who, who um, are at risk for deportation. Uh, they feel like they um, they rather be out in the open and expose what is going on rather than be deported and have um, and have sort of what happened to them and all the abuses and conditions go fly under the radar. And so they become outspoken and they file claims with uh, attorneys and different organizations and uh, law schools. Um, eventually, most of them, we have a lot of success, um, but then we're seeing recently that ICE's form of retaliation is by rearresting them. Um, and so that's very concerning to us because it is a violation of First Amendment right to be to speak out about um, the conditions that uh, these jails um, hold people in. Um, of course, there you know as you may remember, Miss Q um, had a had a um, um, her leg was injured in ICE and she was being denied medical care for that for those reasons and the conditions in the jail at Rensselaer County Jail was were horrific. 
So Miss Q is not the only one being held in ICE custody. Darwin is. So can you tell us a little bit about his situation? Yes. So Darwin, um, Darwin is a New Jersey resident. Um, so we're part of the Abolish ICE New York, New Jersey uh, coalition. Um, so Darwin is a longtime Newark resident. Um, he's currently held in detention and is at, is at imminent risk of deportation. Um, and so we are asking ICE to release him and grant him a stay of deportation. Um, he's fleeing his home country of Ecuador as well. Um, uh, and he faces persecution and death. Um, so we, um, uh, we, sometimes we work with law schools in order to um, to help their clients um, as, as sometimes the law is not enough and uh, to get somebody released. And so there, there are many times where we need community members to step up and make these calls, emails, you know, there are simple things that uh, people can do from their own home that can make all the difference for somebody's case. So these are valued community members, family members, supporters of the economy. And for listeners who don't know, what um, what rights do uh, non-American people in the U.S. have? So um, everybody, even if you're not a citizen uh, and you're undocumented um, living in the U.S., you have some basic rights um, um, living here in the United States. Um, you know, first, uh, you have all the amendment rights, but, um, uh, but the... But other than that, you know, there's not a lot we can do um, as far as exposing what's happening in the jails. What really is is um, is important is is that community members are aware and that they they're they they know and understand and hold their politicians and elected officials accountable, and ICE accountable because it is a federal um, agency that we as 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 um, or many of us as, as citizens are able to hold ICE accountable to. So. Um, so as far as you know, having what what are the rights of undocumented people? There there's basic rights that they have, um, but other than that, you know, there's obviously no right to work, no right to work legally. I'm sorry, um, no right to and it varies uh, state by state too, right? Yes, yes, and it does vary state by state. Uh, though uh, having the right to work uh, for undocumented people um, is is a federal policy. So you know, all over the country, statewide in New York, fortunately, recently passed a law that we're able to get um, state identification. Um, you know, no access to health care unless somebody is pregnant or under the age of eighteen. Um, uh, and so uh, other than that, you know, we're able to file these lawsuits based on these, you know, amendment violations. Um, but other than that, yeah, so there's there's a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. What is the role of the Invasion Freedom Fund and what should listeners know about your organization? Yeah, so Envision Freedom Fund is a nonprofit um, uh, formerly known as Brooklyn Community Bail Fund. So what we really are um, is an advocacy and um, and a bail and bond uh, organization. Um, so what we do is, as a nonprofit, uh, we started off paying for people's bail um, for free. We didn't expect anyone to pay us back or anything like that. Um, so we would pay for folks that were arrested. Uh, we um, uh, we we if if they contacted us, we were able to pay for their for their bail. Uh, we're since then we have now. Um, uh, we stopped paying bail for folks, but now we're uh, paying for bonds, so immigration bond for people. Um, so if they're able to, 
um, actually get an immigration bond amount from a judge. Um, you know, they can range from five thousand to twenty thousand, thirty thousand dollars a bond. So, you know, I don't know how many people have that laying around, uh, but we're able to pay for people to get out of detention um, at that point. So that's our that's our um, that's our work that we're doing right now. Right. And so this phone zap action is taking place on Friday, January 6th. What exactly is the phone zap action? And uh, is it over Zoom? Is it over phone? What can you tell us about it? Sure. So an emergency phone zap is uh, basically uh, people uh, log in via Zoom. Um, we explain a little bit about the case. Um, people can either use their phone, their cell phone, or their email to contact an official. Uh, we will have a script as, as well as contact information for people to follow up. Um, you can do it at that time or follow up um, at a later time. Uh, it, you know, but it's, it's an opportunity for all of us to contact these individuals and kind of flood their phone lines all together and do with this action all together. So participants can take place anytime between 12 and 1 uh, Eastern time. Doesn't need to be the whole hour, right? Just during any of that time. Mm -hmm. It doesn't need to be the whole hour, but you do need to register if you want to join us. It can be for 15 minutes or half an hour. So our bit.ly uh, link is bit.ly forward slash free them all 2023. And we'll again have that link in the description of uh, this segment on our website, mediasanctuary.org. And why are these, uh, and I think we just have one minute left, um, why are these types of actions effective? Yeah, they're extremely effective because it shows ICE that this individual has community support. And so they, um, as we have a Democratic president, um, even under a, Republic, a Republican president, um, the the um, the boss of ICE is President Biden, and so he doesn't want to look bad in front of the immigrant community that we're holding somebody that the community adores and loves. So we are asking community members to show up and to show Democrats, ICE, federal government that we are behind these individuals. Great. Thank you so much, Tanya Mantos, Director of Advocacy and Policy at the Envision Freedom Fund for joining us tonight. We appreciate you. We really appreciate you joining us. Yes, thank you. 